Is this a good bit? Is, is this, this a good, good bit? bit? Is, this is this a good bit, bit you were looking for, Joe? Is this the bit? This Drink is the pox that. upon our house that you has, have caused. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 30 of WTF Anime, the show that is advertised to be talking about anime, but actually we're just going to hang around and, uh, you know, drink some tea, eat some cake. I'm your lead man, as ever, Joe. And joining me, as usual, is the man who gets into drug problems and throws TVs out of windows, Travis. Yeah, that that is 100% a thing that I have done, at least at some point in my life. But you know what? It's not important. I'm here. But what I'm super excited about is the fact that we have some guests. Yes, we have backing vocals done by Alan Sells. Yeah. Hey, everybody. And introducing rap superstar, Jake Mason. Brap, brap. <laughs> oh, I don't have my air horn. Hold on, guys. No, I was about I, to I'm say, no, the only instrument Jake knows how to play is the air horn. Oh, I'm I'm a fucking pro. Okay. Oh, oh, my volume's down. <laughs> we, can, we can wait for you to pull this up. This is a good bit. Now I'm just going to have, I, you guys have awoken the demon. There's just going to be an oh, air horn on God. tap for this whole episode. Oh, You're yeah. welcome. God, why? Just why? Look. I have so many air horn tracks saved whenever Jake comes on that, like, it's not even funny. Uh, it's just my favorite. I just love this air horn out so much. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that being said, uh, with this super group amongst, what are we talking about? So, we assembled the foremost group of white men to talk about <laughs> K-On! Confirmed. A story about Japanese girls playing in a band and finding themselves because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, really, and and to be fair, when you get four or more white men together, that the the collective noun is called a podcast. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. I think we're I think we're doing just fine so far. Uh... Um, but yeah, we're t- talking about K on today. K-On! is an anime that baffles me for more than one reason. The main reason in our recording is that Jake, a certified non-anime watcher, has found it enjoyable. I I do. (laughs) I'm blaming Alan, which is why he's on the podcast. Uh He's like, hey, you should listen to this theme song. And it was the theme song to K-On! And I was like, oh, what's the show called? He's like, K-On! It's about this. And I was like, yeah, 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 check it out, whatever. And then I was just like on Hulu and it was there. And I was like, let me check it out. Did and you make it to the Christmas episode? episode? I have not yet. That's the next episode. And I've only watched up through episode six. I have watched six three times. Uh, <laughs> so I'm ready, I'm ready to go. And I think if I watch it a fourth time, I will be put on an FBI watch list. So hopefully we get through this recording in one piece. <laughs> if Jake disappears after this, you know. Contact yeah, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but K-On! is just such kind of a pure, sweet, 
show. Like it's, it, it is slice of life, the genre. Like if anybody asks, what is a slice of life anime? I point them to K on. It's, it's, it's very pleasant. It's very like cute and sweet. And my favorite part is it's tertiarily about music. So like I get that pitch perfect <laughs> rush that I need so much. <laughs> so it's good. It's a good time. All right. Pitch Perfect, that thing that I think none of us have seen apart from Jake. <laughs> I know Alan's seen it because he watched it when he was over at my house. Because <laughs> I made my it. my wife has seen it a bunch of times and is one hundred percent obsessed. And she it's swears that I have seen it, but I've never actually <laughs> seen it. It's just this false memory she has. <laughs> well, you need to you need to fix that because it's the best movie ever made. I feel like that's an oversell. <laughs> I uh, don't. I I feel like it's a hundred percent accurate. I feel like I just feel like let only it really, go. In two thousand and twelve, we made the movie Pitch Perfect, and as a society, just be like Elsa and our, let it go. Our let it hubris. Go. We thought we could do better. How, like, can you believe? Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because like, there's some movies just that let she's it go. Really into. That, <laughs> let that, it go. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm dropping. I'm dropping. Welcome I'm dropping. Our movie here. review podcast. Let it go. <laughs> Where we quite try to change Jake Mason's mind about his favorite movie. Uh, no one's ever changed my mind about anything, so that's uh. Anyways, so <laughs> K-On! So let's talk about the episode. This is episode six. Yeah, this is episode six. Let us dig into some uh, opening music, which is straight up one hundred percent some Alvin and Chipmunks bullshit. Um, <laughs> ooh. I don't think so. Ooh, I don't think that's uh, uh, no. No. Yeah. It's incorrect. I mean, okay. That is too high a pitch that a human can sing in, okay? That is not a thing that people do. <laughs> they're girl they're young girls. They're, they're they're little children girls, so I don't fucking care. You're wrong. <laughs> I do kind of agree with you that it is thinking about it, it is kind of like the Alvin and the Chipmunks theme song. Um so yeah, right? You might be onto something. <laughs> Thank you. The voice of reason, Jake Mason. <laughs> Never been called that before. Well, I mean, we're skipping over the prologue, guys. There is a prologue. The prologue is four where seconds Where we introduce long. the concept of school festivals. Yeah, okay, good. We're done we now. Good? We're done. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah, and then and then the, she does the drummer count, and then it goes to the theme Which song. Which I loved. I loved that transition. It was, it was a really good transition. <laughs> um, but no, the song is called uh, Kaga- Kagayake? Girls, which is really cool. It's Shining Girls. Come on now, Alan. We have a rule about you pronouncing anything Japanese on this show, and that is that you have to do it in your best Southern farm boy voice. (sighs) Oh, I thought you were going to have to go full Giada De Laurentiis and, like, hit all the syllables. Hit every syllable. Kayagake. Kagayake? That's it. Kagayake. (laughs) It makes me so happy. It makes but yeah, me so Shining happy. Girls and no, no, no. I love this song. Like I can, I can listen to this song pretty much on repeat. It makes me very, very happy. It's just a special shining place in it's my soul. Absolutely worth saying that the <laughs> opening music and all of the music in the show. I mean, I did not watch the English dub for this. I don't think I've ever watched it, but I know that the Japanese voice acting version is all of the songs are done by the same cast. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty And impressive. I'm pretty sure they play the instruments, too. Yeah. There are various videos of them playing all of this shit live, and it's the same voice actors. It's- it is the same oh, voice damn. actors and actresses 
and they are playing their instruments. It's really cool. With the exception of drumming, this is mostly like kind of basic punk rocky stuff, which is not crazy impressive. There's not as a fan, a super fan of punk rock music. There's not a lot of a musicianship to punk rock music. It's three chords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's three chords. It's it's just the three. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's cool that they did this, but like, don't be blown away. This is this is not like Beethoven level genius anything uh, for sure. It's <laughs> not, but I do want to applaud the dedication of the voice actresses for you know either them hiring voice actresses that already knew how to do it, or for the voice actresses learning how to do it so that they could perform on stage. Either oh, yeah. way, I think it's impressive. Hundred percent. That the yeah. company actually took the time to do it. I'm 100% down with committing to a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. <laughs> the eternal bit, being uh, good I, at I, a I, thing. I do really like the drumming, though. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> so after the OP, we find out that it's Sakura Festival time. Yeah, the the high school that they go to Sakura is... Sakura High. Sakura High School, which is the equivalent of high school high school. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> Cherry Blossom High School, but... Uh, uh, again... Japan is super creative when they name things. I mean, this is a running theme. I don't know if you've ever listened to our podcast or not. If this is your first episode, <laughs> I will point this out. Japan sucks at naming anything ever. <laughs> That's fair. I don't think I've seen enough anime to confirm one way or the other, but. <laughs> well, I mean, but their Sentai names, their Sentai teams have super fun names. And that's fine, but, like, I literally watched a character named Jacuzzi because it sounded Amer- or Italian enough to them. <laughs> that's fucking that great, That is kind of great. That's fucking great. And Jacuzzi is the best boy. <laughs> well, in my one of my favorite anime that I hope to one day force upon you, um, called Silent Mobius, there is literally a character named Labia. She is a cyber hacker. Uh, uh, the okay. main character's name is Kasumi Liqueur. I mean, to get off of this bit, we did we did see the protagonist of an anime literally be called Hero. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I've seen a, 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 a an author actually literally name one of their protagonists Hero pra- protagonist. Yeah, Hero protagonist. That is a thing. What was that? Snow Crash? In I don't know. I know it's a cyberpunk book. It, it's one hundred percent. Yeah, that's. that's- it is, it's, but it, but it's so, but the book is so good. Yeah, the book is amazing, but the character's name is Hero Protagonist. Yeah, I'll, I'll trust you guys on that. I haven't read it, so. So Mio, um, or <laughs> the dark-haired girl that we eventually learn, her name is Mio, uh, goes up to a- I mean, if you've seen, if you've seen more than one episode of the show, you know her name is I Mio. I haven't, though. I haven't. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's the whole true. concept of this show, I Jake. The whole you forget the, the setup of this Ugh. entire podcast, Jake. <laughs> so she goes up to the music room and finds it empty. Dun dun dun. Uh, Alan, Alan, I appreciate you doing your best to muscle through this. <laughs> uh, I'm used to it, bro. Every hey, little little behind the scenes peek. Everybody else is drinking, but Alan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to find the rest of her bandmates and she finds um one of her bandmates yui um cooking yakisoba with three other girls like cooking and serving people it's the school festival scene that shows up in a lot of slice of life anime which this very much is a school festival is kind of a large grouping together of classes putting on different stalls so that people from the public can show up to the school and 
enjoy what the school does. Um, I'm sure there's cultural stuff behind it, but that's pretty much all I've ever seen in shows. Is just like, sure, the adults can show. So like, like just like strangers will come to this school for children and yeah. just like hang that's out. That's school festival, my dude. Uh, Japan's seems- weird, you guy. I guess I guess they're a lot more lax about it than we I would be over here. I thought this was very much like what American schools do, where uh, where they have a festival for their school, but it's just like their class or yeah. like the classes within the yeah. school. Yes, uh, I've had that, but like open to the public, no. Yeah, no, the doors are locked. At least not in this current today's age and culture. That is that is that is not a thing. <laughs> So the girl cooking yakisoba, who we learn her name is Yui, is talking like this because her voice is all messed up. Yeah, she lost her voice trying to practice to be the singer for the band that everyone is in, which doesn't get brought up until just now that these girls are in a band. Yeah, um, by the way, I I need to ask because they keep calling them Light Music Club. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. What... Why why light music club? Is there is there heavy music club? I think it's just a style of music. Uh, from from what I read when I started watching the show and I don't remember how long ago that was, so someone feel free to correct me. Light music means lighthearted music. So it's just like this is the <laughs> pop music club essentially. Like the Okay. Like the happy music. Oh, okay. So so we're going to do we're going to do some pop punky uh stuff as a girl band. Yeah, it's exactly it's exactly the kind of music I am into. I want like low stakes, <laughs> fun music most of the time. So like that's what sold me on this. I know, Jake. I've seen your black metal fan page. Uh, so like, yeah, oh yeah, super into Cradle of Filth. I've seen them perform in concert. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just pulled the name of a band shirt that one of my friends had in high school out. That's all that is to me. Uh, the only music that I have listened to for the since August has been Kesha's new album, which fucking rules, or Carly Rae Jepsen, a constant in my life. So, which was just okay. Alan, I don't want to fucking get into it right now with you because I, I will burn this podcast to the Fuck you! Ground. This is ours. You don't get to burn that. Bitch, this is my podcast. I can talk about how I've never heard of those people that you just said. You haven't even heard of them? <laughs> Listeners, I'm, I'm trying. What does that even mean, Joe? <laughs> I, ju- I just don't fucking know what you're talking about, I love that Alan is our only sober constant. <laughs> it's my favorite. So uh, they ac- uh, the breaker gets tripped, and so they're worried that their yakisoba won't cook, and somebody comes in and is like, you guys tripped it, and they're like, no, blame class five. And this is pretty much the most high-tension thing that happens in this episode. <laughs> this is the most high-tension thing that happens in this show to date. Uh, like, I, oh, I, think, I think in the last episode was... Oh, for you? Yes. Yeah, I haven't, I, this is as far as I've seen. Um, in the last episode, they had to blackmail a teacher to be their school advisor, which was very fun. Yes, that was fun. Um, because it turned into like a very action anime for a little bit when she's like running through the hallway to find the, like, the blackmail tape. Um, which is hilarious episode so yeah it's pretty much like like who turned out the light who used too many hot plates uh not us all right see you later yeah fuck (laughs) so the basic crux of this scene is mio is going around trying to find her bandmates so that they can practice together 
because Mio is absolutely terrified at the concept of performing. Yes. So she winds up at a lovey-dovey house of nightmares, which is the actual name of the thing. (laughs) Hey, it's Halloween, you guys. We're going to talk about a haunted house. (laughs) We got the spooky in. You didn't think they could do it, but they did. Did they really? Well, for Mio, they did, because she she talks with Rizzo for a minute and is like, hey, uh, where is she? She's in there. I thought the makeup was kind of cool, but poor Mio freaks the hell out. I mean, it's it's makeup, but it is still drawn, so they can just draw whatever they want. It's like, it's, it's as good as it, you know, could possibly be. I'm glad you mentioned it. Let's talk about the animation in this show, because I adore the animation in this show. Everything is so clean and pretty and smooth. I'll straight up tell you, it's clean. I This, is, this has not been my favorite thing. This has not been my favorite thing. I watched it. It's a thing that I did, but uh, the animation is clean, for sure. I would say the animation is at least three times better than Digimon. <laughs> that's, yeah. not a hard bar- uh, that's not a high bar to clear. No. <laughs> there's, a, there's so much for me to say about the animation. It gets more into why I love this show's animation with the performance scene, but the actual just them interacting is so clean and like just carries this whole kind of cute vibe. We can talk later about the actual instrument playing and how me as a bass player who understands how fingers on frets move and how well it is animated in this show. That's a bit later, but I just love the attention to detail that is, here are some cute girls doing some things, and then here's actual attention paid to what the show is about, which is about music, maybe? Yeah, it, it it like it really works, and like it it's what I'm trying to say. It's very believable. Like like I just like I trust this anime. Like it's just like it's very it's very well done, and so like everything looks good. Especially like like the the them playing instruments doesn't look like cartoon characters playing instruments. It looks like when like in my shitty talent show when I played the bass in front of my school. Um, it looks like that. Oh, for sure. They're better. They're a lot better than we ever were. But so. Yui's friend Nadoka comes up and says, hey, I'll take over so that you can go and practice with the rest of your crew. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. That's really great. And so she leaves and goes find Ritsu and they have a Sam or a sumo wrestler quote off. And it is so good. I'm glad you you brought up wrestling, Alan. Hey, uh, who wants to talk about Kairi Sane? Um, anybody? <laughs> Joe? Joe, you want to talk she about? She is a beautiful goddess the, and has the best elbow drop it's, ever. It's, so, it's art. It's perfect art. It's so good. She's a pirate, okay? So she comes out in pirate gear. Well, no, she was <laughs> in competitive Japanese yachting. Yachts, yachting, yachtsmaning. Okay, Alan, do you want to talk about so anime? Mio, so Mio left. <laughs> um, she she kind of went and did her own thing and went back to the practice room all by herself. Um, so the other three girls go to the practice room and kind of spy on her. Can we can we pause at the 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 spoopy room uh, yes. real quick? In that it's the most ridiculous thing because all she does is walk through the door and has like paralyzing terror. With, like, no outside stimulus to cause this, it's just the idea of entering into that room has paralyzed her to the point, like, she she crumbles. What you need to know is that Mio has crippling anxiety yeah, about literally everything. Yeah. It's, oh, God. 
okay, cool. I don't know this because this is episode six, which is my ep- which is my episode yeah. one. Yeah, that that is fair. Uh, but yeah, she's she's like super anxious about everything. There are two sc- scary things. One is like a head in a TV, um, and the other is like it looked like Bill Cipher from Gravity Falls. It was like an umbrella of Bill Cipher. <laughs> So Mia went back up to the practice room, um, and the girls kind of followed her up there, and they're watching her through the window, and then they kind of go in, and I love that Mio wants to be angry with them, but yeah. can't. It makes me happy. Like, it's the most passive-aggressive bullshit thing. Just what kept you? Mio is my absolute favorite character in the show. This entire situation came about from Yui ruining her voice practicing, so Mio has to be the lead singer in the singer. their performance to the uh, uh, to the crowd in the uh, in the cultural festival. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yeah, it was at like the end of the last episode, I think. Um, that she just was like, "We practiced <laughs> yeah. all night." It's like, yeah, my voice is like this now. So I, I know that you mentioned Joe, your favorite character. Do we want to go around and say who our favorite characters are? Ritsu. Oh God, uh, who Ritsu, saw that one coming? <laughs> I don't know what you um, mean by that. I Alan. think I don't know. My favorite in okay, so Moogie. Moogie is the friend that I want to be, but Yui is probably my favorite. Like I, I, I want to be the Moogie friend. I have uh, no opinions on any of these people because I've seen them so <laughs> infrequently. Like I've gotten twenty minutes, literally, and this is a short anime, you guys. It is a short anime. And we are already 27 in, or 28 minutes in. It'd be longer if you let me and Joe talk about Kyrie Sane more. And we're not even at the act break. <laughs> so, um, then the teacher comes in with costumes. I love their teacher. Their sensei is amazing. She is fantastic. What is her name? Uh, that's, that's Sawa. That's Sawa sensei. Okay. I um I have a, a if I'm watching a show that is in Japanese I have a very hard time figuring out anyone's names because I can't pull their names apart from any other Japanese word so I finally learned the four characters names that's as far as I went I could not tell you a single other person that's, that's racist dog that's hey racist. it's just my dumb American <laughs> ears I can't help it I think my favorite thing about this though is that Mio is so not into it and Ritsu is like okay no thank you Sensei that's really cool but no. But Moogie and Yui are just super into it, yeah. and they're over there in their costumes and talking about how cute each other are, and oh, it's great. These aren't even the final costumes. Like They're not! Yui's in a swimsuit, and Moogie's a nurse? This isn't my final form. This is not their <laughs> final form. Uh... <laughs> so then they all decide to practice, and we hit our act break. Because Yui forgot everything about how to play the song because she was so excited about the costumes. And again, Travis, this is, you know, for your benefit, because you have only watched this episode, uh, Yui literally can only think about one thing at a time, pretty much. Um, so, like, she learned how to play guitar in, like, a day, because she's very focused, but then they had to, they asked her to, like, do scales, and she only knew how to do scales. And then they, like, they're like, alright, can you sing and do guitar? And she's like, yes, but she could only sing and could not play guitar. Okay, yeah, so... I love her so much. That's a that's an interesting concept for a character. I am infinitely perfect yeah, at it, one thing, but only one thing at a time. She's like Tinkerbell, in that she can only feel one emotion at a time, but instead it's just like, I can only think about one thing at once. Is that why she's just a bitch always? Yeah, clap your hands if you believe, Alan. I believe she a bitch. Anyways, 
Um, so after the act break, uh, they have to move the equipment to the stage. I'm a, I'm going to level with you guys. I think I blacked out for this part, and I don't remember it. I want to pull up a little bit and just say that the start of the anime, Yui had never played guitar. She joined the music club exclusively because she thought it'd be easy. That is also true. She had no idea how to play guitar before this. I think it took her three episodes to learn the guitar. <laughs> and she bought this particular guitar that she bought because she liked how it looked. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm not sure that Slice of Life anime is for me in that it tells a non-story. <laughs> like, there's very few identifying key points to a plot. It's just things happening and nothing seems like a high. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's any beats to the story there that's very true and i have a hard time with that because i'm used to traditional storytelling where we've got up beats we've got down beats you know i i want traditional story structure and this is this is playing fucking havoc with me it, it like the thing i like about that because normally that'll drive me crazy when i can't identify the acts like the the three acts of of any given story but the thing i like about this is like Shit is just so wild right now that, like, I just want to watch these girls, yeah. like, go to band practice. Like, that's, it's that's just like, really that's, relaxing. That's what I'm looking forward to for this show. You, you, want, you want to tune in and drop out, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, like, I totally agree with you that there isn't a structure to the show, which is fucking bizarre. It's like it builds to something, but it doesn't hit, like, this. It, there's no, like, oh, now we're in Act 2. Okay, now we're getting to Act 3. No, the, there's... There's literally no fucking beats to this show, and I, I don't know how to engage with it. <laughs> so, hey, in the opening, I made a joke about instead of band practice, all they do is sip, sit around and drink tea and eat cake. That's not really a joke. Yeah, there's no beats to band practice either. No, it's not. So so let's let's go on to band practice where they have tea and eat cake. Well, they're also very self-aware because as they're moving equipment to the stage, Yui struggles with it because she's a weak baby. Mugi is a superhero. Nia would break everything because she's super nervous. And of course, Ritsu is supervising. Yes. Well, I mean, look, if you don't have to do the work, why would you do the work? You know? And Ritsu, Ritsu is in fact their drummer, right? Yes. Well, that makes sense because, I mean, the percussion instruments organize a song, right? They're, they're, they're the ones that keep the beat. Yeah. It's, see, it's, she's not lazy. It's meta. There are some very good threads to do with the instruments that the girls play. I'm sure only Alan gets this, but in the second season, when they introduce a rhythm guitarist, she jumps what? in Spoilers. and performs that exact role within the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just like also there to just like help out to be like a light. I mean, you'll have to get there, Jake. <laughs> you have to get there. Uh, yeah, I'll get there eventually. Uh, so. Once they get everything moved, I have a giant note that says Yui is so pure and I love her because she's like got the blush lines and she's like, it's almost time. She's just super excited about performing. And then it's tea time because no episode of K-On would be complete without tea time. I don't even remember this part. Yeah, because this is the part where they're having tea and Ritsu (sighs) talks about how she and Mio have been friends for a really long time. And she embarrasses Mio by being like, oh my god, you're so cool, your hair is so pretty, you're left-handed, you're so cool, and it's just super embarrassing for her. Okay, yeah, I have a note about that. Like, when they do the flashback about her knowing her forever, her reaction to Mio being left-handed 
is literally insane. No one should be that excited about she's somebody a being child. Left. But she's like five. I don't give a fuck. You I have mean, children. At the fact that this girl <laughs> is is left handed. My niece has freaked out because I was wearing the color blue. Okay, well then she needs to adjust her expectations in life. <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's just it's the magic of being a kid, man. It's just like you don't know, like ten <laughs> percent of people are left-handed. Is that is that that about right? That's about right. Ten percent. We also we also live ten years ten years less than our right-handed counterparts. Oh, so you're left-handed. I am. Oh, you're a lefty? Oh, that's it. Because it's just old hat to you. That's why. Every time I see someone writing with their left hand, it looks like okay. witchcraft see, like, to me. I'm actually <laughs> ambidextrous on that. Like, I, I can write with both. Uh, oh, la-dee-da. A fucking bragger over here. Bragging-ass Travis. <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking wizard. I can use both my hands. Uh. I just always got called cat candid in school because I wrote with my other hand. So Mio comes in for tea time <laughs> and she is very calm on the outside. And they're like, oh, my God, Mio, you're handling this so well. And she's like, yeah, of course, I'm not a child. And she picks up her tea and it's just rattling everywhere. And one of my notes here was I love how the show shifts its style from its normal animation to chibi. It may, like, the animation shift is super smooth. Normally when that happens, it pulls me out of a show. But for some reason with K-On! the way they do it, I'm never, it, it's not awkward or jarring to me. Yeah. From, at least in this episode, like, like when they're trying the, um, the, the costumes on, Ritsu, like, turns into Chibi when she jumps in front of the other girls being like, don't be a, like, don't like this. Yeah. And I think it's because, like, some, like, usually, at least, again, I've only seen six episodes. Um, usually it's like there is only one chibi part and the rest is still regular. So it feels like, oh, it's mm-hmm. just like, this is fine. Like, I'm, a, uh, yeah, this is fine. I think it's very much to do with the flow of the show itself. Yeah. If I could pick out several animes that like switch between chibi to say that this is a joke, but K-On, which is flipping to chibi for an effect. Well, I also love that when, because she's basically begging that someone else sing. And when Yui volunteers, she flips from chibi back to normal. And it's such a smooth transition mm-hmm. that it's almost blink and you miss it. And then she's like, oh, no, 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 honey, your voice sucks right now. No. Yeah. Yeah, you can't even speak. You sound you sound like uh, fucking Macho Man Randy Savage. You can't be a singer. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. <laughs> so then, in order to get everyone's spirits up, because Mio is still really nervous, Ritsu starts talking about band spiels and how to do intros and talking to the audience and getting people excited. Yeah, yeah, she, she, uh, how to vamp on Mike, basically. And it's adorable. This whole part is just wonderful. It makes me grin from ear to ear like an idiot. Ritsu is the best, best friend. Uh, I really like it because Ritsu is- She's not the best character, she's the best friend. (laughs) She's pretty great. I like how she like amps everybody up, but but in like that way that like she's also pointing out your flaws. <laughs> like may- maybe I identify with Ritsu for a lot of reasons, uh, like the the most the the most backhanded compliment kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because she's like, "Here's Moogie. She's the a big airhead, but also very pretty." And it's like, "Oh, okay, you're friends, so you're picking on your friends. I get that. I I totally understand that." She calls Yui like something like the dreamy dummy or something like. The dreamy idiot, and then Moogie's like, she's an airhead, but she knows sweets. It feel it feels very mean girls. 
But my favorite is she looks at Rio or uh, Mio and goes, "The dangerous queen of Taeon," and Mio just smacks her in the head. <laughs> yeah, Mio punches Ritsu <laughs> a lot, like a lot, a lot. She does. That's a reoccurring theme. And then she describes herself as being the idol to everyone and who everyone wants to become, and she gets smacked again. Yeah. And but the thing that I love about all of this is Mio starts laughing like the like uh Mugi and Yubi start laughing and then Mio starts laughing and then it cuts to Ritsu Ritsu and the smile on her face is just yeah that was worth it did it got it and it's such a good little cut to yeah okay it's worth it and I was like yes that scene and the live performance are the main reasons I picked this episode because that whole scene of Ritsu fake introducing all of the characters is such a great encapsulation of more than Ritsu's character, it is everyone else's character and how they react. Mm-hmm. And then we get some live music. So Yeah, um Mugi uh I think Mugi starts like because uh, what she introduces UA first and she does like a like some air guitar and then she introduces Mugi and she just does like the most ineffectual like it's just like so good so that being said as we progress forward we're now going to get to what is the inevitable and i feel like this is probably a thing that happens every episode we're gonna get at least one song <laughs> nope is that is that not a thing that happens this this is the first this is the first time they perform really wow this this show is slow as fuck yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> it takes a sweet ass time. But that's oh, honestly that is one of the things I love about this show is it's not in a hurry. It isn't, and it also, but it kind of is in a weird way because it does like skip big swaths of time mm-hmm. in between episodes. Like the first like four episodes are like three months apart. Maybe it's just me and I'm the asshole, but like. My one note for the overall on the show is where is the van and the mystery solving? This feels like. A slow that feels oh, like that would be feels so like amazing Josie and the Pussycats okay Japan J- Japan style that is what this show literally feels like to me mm-hmm. yeah I, I totally get that and I look this show could be improved if it became pop star <laughs> mystery club yeah that but, would be really cool you know the cowards wouldn't do it so <laughs> no you strap on some animal ears and you go out and you fight crime okay yeah, get that janitor who's been stealing money so, from So me. now we rejoin them as they get ready to go on stage. And Mio is, in fact, in her maid costume. So, like, she she did the thing. And they talk about how cute she is. They're all kind of in maid costumes, kind of? Yeah, all their dresses are vaguely maidish. Hers yeah. is the most specifically, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's straight up, like, old school French style maid. Yeah. Is is that, like, a thing? I know there's, like, maid cafes in yes. Japan. Is that, like... Oh, yeah. We, we've had this discussion on this podcast before. Like, maid culture is a thing. So it's a thing. Okay. But I didn't I didn't know about it till Joe kind of hit me to it, but that is definitely a thing. <laughs> so I 100% both do and do not want... They have an owl cafe in Japan, <gasps> and I super duper want to go, but I wouldn't eat a damn thing there. I would just pet the birds no you you go there you order the smallest coffee you can you pet all the birds you don't drink the coffee and when you leave you throw the coffee in the trash because yep. there's definitely <laughs> bird poop in everything um, but so what i love is at this part the the curtain raises and it cuts between yui ritsu and mugi and they're all smiling and then it cuts to mio and she's just terrified of course she is 
We've already established her as the character that easily experiences terror at everything. Like, I walked into a room that they said was going to be a haunted house. I'm a fan. <laughs> I love this aspect of performance anxiety. Everything is fucking terrifying up until the moment when the lights go bright. And <laughs> I say this as a someone who has participated in large stage acting. Someone who can experience mm -hmm. anxiety still is able to release everything under bright stage lights. And I love how that's portrayed. I 100% get it because I've been, I've been writing stand-up bits and all that stuff. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna almost puke right that, that, that minute right before I go up on stage. <laughs> and then I'm just going to get rid of myself and be the character when I get mm -hmm. up on stage. That, that, that is the transformation you're witnessing here is the person versus the stage person. Those are two different people. It's, that's just the way that performers work. And I think it's interesting that they're playing on that because this is Mio's first performance. She's never done anything like this before. Right. So you're getting to watch that evolution of what happens when the lights go on. And, you know, I think it's interesting when she first starts to clap and she's really kind of quiet and demure about it. I mean, to a lesser degree, what we do right now is technically performance. Mm -hmm. Very technically. <laughs> what technically? Right. No, no, no. I get it. Like, this is like the trashest of performance arts, but... Yeah. That first moment... Podcasting is nothing. <laughs> you know... No, because I know Alan before he ever podcasted, and I know the anxiety that I listened to him go through before he ever got on mic, and he was so nervous, and I was giving him advice about it. Uh, and I remember that, and I remember my nerves the first time I ever did a thing on mic where I was going to release it to the internet, which is a harsh, yep. harsh mistress of, Very uh, much so. of things. So I get that anxiety. Uh aspect of things and i like that i i do now that i think about it because again i always shoot from the hip and i just kind of go on the journey that is the podcast as it happens and so that's my take on this little bit here is that like no i love the anxiety before the performance because that's a real performer thing but one of the things that i also love is that her friends are like they she they sense her anxiety and are like hey You've been practicing for a long time. You're awesome. We love you and we're here for you. And it's just our friendship and love is going to win the day. Well, again, always and forever, you're going to have that repeated theme of friendship is magic. I mean, it's not just my little pony that does that. Yeah. Uh, also, Alan, you say like they sense it, but also she's like visibly terrified. So like maybe it's not hard. She may to be sense. projecting a little bit. <laughs> and we did have a little scene earlier of her practicing alone in the practice room mm -hmm. so that they know that she's she's capable of doing this it's just the crowd yeah i like and and that's i think that's where the 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 similarities between podcasting and performing live uh breakdown is because like i know that anything dumb i say i can throw in the trash you can't you if you fuck up in front of all those people you can be like hey everyone forget about that let's let's just go back two seconds and try again so like i get the nerves being there uh, and I, I do like that she's able to just, like, work through it with her friends, because I'm a soft touch, and I like friendship stories. So let's talk about this song, uh, Fwa Fwa Time, or Fluffy Time. Is that a word? Is that, does that mean something to you guys? Because it's just... A Fwa Fwa, it, it means fluffy. 
Then why wasn't it translated on Hulu? Why did it just say Fua Fua time? Because because it's an onomatopoeia. Fluffy is not a sound? No, but the Fua Fua <laughs> is an onomatopoeia in Japanese. So a, a, a good example of this is Doron. Doron is an onomatopoeia for when a ninja disappears. We would say poof, like the puff of smoke, but in Japan it's Doron. So they have different onomatopoeias than we do. Fua Fua is an onomatopoeia for Fluffy. Okay. It just like... But here's my problem. Here's my problem with that is that fluffy is like not mm-hmm. a sound; it's an adjective. No, I completely agree <laughs> with you. Eject fluffy yeah, sounds. You, that's not that's not how fluffy works. Yeah, like like there's no onomatopoeia for wood because wood is not a sound. I think I think another good thing or another thing to compare it to within the same song is they say doki doki. Um, doki doki is the onomatopoeia for heartbeat. So where we would go thud thud, okay. they say doki doki. And it it's heartbeat or lub dub, heartbeat panic or lub dub. Yeah, Doki Doki is the first thing I thought of. But yeah, Fua Fua time. I I adored this song. I oh, love dude, it, dude. It's so good. And yeah, no, I I could take or leave. Fuck off, Travis. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I'm... My favorite part about it, more than the song, is that it is literally the the movie Bullet, the Steve McQueen movie Bullet, but Japanese girls playing songs instead, singing about stuffed bunnies. Yeah, that's awesome. right. There is a whole extra animation to this, yeah, rather awesome. than just their performance. There is them riding along in cars, stealing wanted notices. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty rad. Uh, also, they're like in sixties slash seventies clothes, which is weird but awesome. I, I was very into their yeah, outfits. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. I do love how the performative Mio is so different from the Mio that's presented in this music video, I guess. Yeah. And you also get that with the ending thing, which we'll talk about, you know, when we get there. The other thing that I love this song, though, is Yui's voice is still crappy as she sings the backing vocals. And it's adorable. Yeah, it's pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of attention to detail in this show, which is what I appreciate. Fua Fua time. Is it done in four four time? Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that? <laughs> Look fancy. at you, Kaon. Yeah, real fancy. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I know. I'm sitting here playing the song in my head and tapping my foot and going, "Yep." Four, four, time. One, two, three, four, one, two, three. I, actually, you know what? I was a band geek as well. Like I, I straight up can tell you that yes, that was indeed four. four. It is in four four. So I was in a band. I wasn't. I was. I'm not gonna say that uh, you were in a fake band. In, so I was in a real band. So everybody loved their performance, and they clapped and talked about how good they were, and that's the end of the episode. Yay, we're done. Oh no 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 no! We gotta get we gotta get fucking weird first, Alan. Hold on. <laughs> uh, can we just pretend like the end of this episode didn't happen? Mm, <laughs> we we've got to go back to anime first. Um, I like how they cover it though. I like that they're okay, guys. Uh, put the tiger on the table. There's a panty shot. It's an anime surprise. Um, but what I like about it is that they don't show this young girl's panties. They they cut to a bowl of rice. In, yep, that's in the same pattern. Yeah, in what I assume would be the same pattern. Which is a really weird thing, but I appreciate that they didn't they didn't go that fan service route. Yeah, because that is like my least favorite anime thing is fan service. Yeah, it's bad. It makes me angry. It's a good thing to cover because like this happens and this is the impetus for a bunch of shit later on. But they don't do a fan service route. Mm-hmm. Hey boys, you can totally watch this anime and you'll see like yeah. Hey, this is some panties in this one. Ugh. 
like they imply it, but they really play it super safe and I'm very appreciative of what yep. they do. And so Mio gets a fan club, but yeah. she is cowering in a corner saying, panties, panties, no one will ever marry me now. Which is a thing, right? Yeah. Because they said that in like the second episode of Sailor Moon in 1992, yes. <laughs> which, which is crazy. Purity is a thing in Japanese like mythology, like it's extrapolated a lot into modern day anime. But if you show your panties like you can't be married, what it stems from is purity. Like, if you right. are unpure, you cannot be married. That's yeah. bad. Uh, we can, I can take or leave that. <laughs> so now let's talk about the op- or the clothing or uh, let the clothing theme. The clothing theme? Your Freudian slip is showing, Alan. Don't say lazy. If I skip this song, assume I am dead. I adore this song i'm, I'm gonna want your, your body straight up agree with you that this was the good song this was the song that that i gravitated towards and here's the thing this is the interesting point that i told you guys that i had to bring up and beginning to end song quality wise opening versus closed the opening is kind of trash because it's alvin and chipmunk versus the end which is more a polished produced sound and i think what you're showing is the journey that this band is going to take together from beginning to end i think that's a good point yeah yui sings the opening theme and mio sings the clothing closing thing oh yeah shit yui's singing the opening one <laughs> uh, you keep saying the clothing theme alan you, you got fucking panties on your brain huh I'm I'm mushing <laughs> closing and theme into one word, so it's be like clothing. But no, I I think that is the that they're projecting what is going to be the basic story, which is the the awkward band that's just coming together versus when they've all gotten together and now they're a polished act. I feel like mm-hmm. the music is projecting that. Yeah. Opening versus closing. Yeah, I I I I totally agree. I didn't put that together until now but like the end scene the end now i'm now i'm fucking up i at least i have the excuse of i've had a beer um and i'm a lightweight <laughs> baby so i, I had an entire, a well, whole entire beer, beer. I had three quarters of a beer he's a baby yeah i'm i'm a tiny little boy okay so give cut me some slack uh <laughs> um but yeah the 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 closing theme is like a much more confident like well-produced focused song whereas the first one is literally like we're going to just like fuck around and have some fun. And then it's like, Oh, but we're a band. Like we should like do band stuff and, it, and like get good at this. Yeah. And it kind of goes back. It kind of goes back to what Joe was saying uh, about Fwa time. The Mio in don't say lazy is so confident and bold and forward and strong that when you compare her to the anxiety ridden Mio, it, it's a very interesting dynamic, especially when you realize, I mean, it's the same voice. It's the exact same actress, but it, it kind of shows her range, which I think is really out yeah, of it's, it's about that, the, the journey that this fledgling bullshit band is taking from becoming fledgling bullshit band into we're performers and confident and an actual band. Mm-hmm. They, um, in, in the, one of the first episodes, maybe it's like when, once they first, like, Yui gets her guitar, um, they say that they want to play some big concert hall. Like, that's their goal as a band is to, is to play. And in my head, in my head, it's Korokan Hall, but that's a, a big wrestling place, so I don't know if that's really. I think it's the Bukudan. Is that right? Okay, sure. 
The only parallel I can give to Fukudan Hall is in Space Dandy, where they want to play Space Fukudan Hall, which <laughs> is a huge, okay. like a music festival, essentially. This one's not in space, though. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> Unless, wait, I've only seen six episodes. What do you guys know? Do they go to space? Does this show get no. fucking weird? <laughs> oh, man. This show just goes <laughs> to space, like randomly, like. That would like, be super like, like awesome, Aliens though. attack, and now we have to be a abandoned space because the Earth is scorched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're a band, but they're also freedom fighters. They they rename themselves the Wolverines, and like it just goes from there. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, 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 Kaon, I got some notes for season three. Uh, aliens that go space. So let's also talk about the animation in Don't Say Lazy because I love the animation in this ending theme especially the end where she has the flowers and it turns into flame and they all disappear mm. it's just super cool it's so stylish and, and neat that is um i also like that their outfits are like fancier and that like they're all wearing black except ua who is wearing white because she's mm-hmm. like yeah. the innocent dumb baby of the group and of course that top hat though. oh that top hat and the message of this song is really cool because the message of this song is basically if you can't, if you don't love yourself, no one else can love you. So you have to love yourself first. And it's, it's a really neat song when you look at the lyrics too, which I really appreciate. Which you can every other episode because for whatever reason on the even numbered episodes, the theme songs are in fucking like <laughs> phonetic Japanese and not in just English like the rest of the subtitles. And I don't understand that choice. Well, Jake, if you paid and bought the DVD, well, you would have your choice. Yeah, I'm watching on. I'm watching on Uhlu, So like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Isn't that called Romanji, where it's uh, kinetic or phonetically spelt out English letters? Yes, Romanji is the Japanese phonetic pronunciation. So what I said yes. was correct, but you just wanted to show that you're like a smarty pants, huh? Is that where we are in uh <laughs> in the podcast? <laughs> Have you met? Uh, you I mean, look, we're out in public. Less. Basically, we're on another person's podcast. This is like being out in public, and he's just trying to embarrass me. But like, hey, guess what? One beer, Jake's here. He can't get embarrassed. So, no, I'm uh, not you. I'm not that mean. <laughs> yeah, one beer, Jake. You're you're right. You're not that mean. <laughs> So anyways, that's the show. Next episode's Christmas, which I do highly encourage you to watch. If you watch No More K-On, watch the Christmas episode because it's adorable. Yeah. You will get some sibling feelings. Uh, I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's okay, though, because now we are finally, it, we are done. You and Ui are the best sisters. Yeah, Yui's sister is named Ui, and it's kind of great. <laughs> Yeah, she's great. Um, I mean, that's the end of the episode. What do we do now? What's next? So we're going to ask Travis in a second about what he thought of the episode. I'm sure it's negative because Travis is a terrible human being. But um, Jake, as a person who hey doesn't... Joe, eat the biggest, biggest, most ranch flavored bag of dicks you can find. Done immediately. Ranch dressing on a dick. <laughs> <Mwah>. <laughs> but Jake. I know you're a person who doesn't watch anime except for the stuff that kids watch. Yeah, I watched Dumb Baby anime that was on Fox Kids in the 90s and 2000s, yes. So, why did K-On! draw you in? Uh, well, I, th- I think it's just, it's really, it's just like, it's real cute. Like, it's just like a real cute show. And I, like I said um, at, at some point, is that like, I like how there's no stakes. Like, I can just watch this show and not be worried about anything for like 25 minutes. Like, and I, I just kind of need that in this tumultuous time right now. 
but like also like I like the music. I like a ragtag group of anyone playing songs. Um, uh, like my favorite movie, which is the, again the best movie ever made, is Pitch Perfect. Um, so like you know it's 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 in my wheelhouse. <laughs> That's fair. And we've established that your favorite character is the most energetic of um. Ritsu. Yeah, I like the mean one. I like Ritsu the mean one. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, in summation, I just want a van and mysteries in this. Uh, Jake likes cute, dumb ba- baby anime. I do. Alan yeah. just loves everything because he's a pure being, and Joe's a trash monster. That's the show! <laughs> Wait, I love k because it's a trash show for trash monsters? No, you're just a <laughs> trash monster, Joe. That's just forever your narrative. We love you anyway. <laughs> No one, no, no one stepped up to defend you either. Yeah, I know it's really weird. Like, I wouldn't call you a trash monster. I mean, no, Joe, you're not a trash monster. No. Who else can I talk about weird Japanese wrestling with? <laughs> it's literally just you. <laughs> so, <laughs> are my absolute favorite. Let's see. Took too long to have to qualify it, Alan. No, no, no. I'm trying to remember what race you played. Were you a Twilight? I was Twilight. Yeah. You were my absolute favorite thirsty Twilight. Forever and ever. I was not thirsty. Yes, you were. A Rodian showed up, and he was cute as heck, because all Rodians are. You want that Rodian D? I don't know what you guys are talking about. (laughs) Anyway. Sweet, sweet Rodian D. What even is this? What (laughs) what are these tongues that you're speaking in? Look, it looks like a tentacle, which is established from all fan art I've ever seen. Hey man, I'm not going to yuck any yums. I'm not going to (laughs) come onto your show and yuck your yums. So that was (laughs) K-On. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was K-On. That was a a weird little bit that we did there that nobody else gets context for. Uh So that was just for three people on this podcast specifically. That's what podcasts are for, right? Is you make inside jokes and just be like, eh, nobody else gets it, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, especially when another guest is on the show that doesn't get the yep. joke. I, because, no, no, it's okay. Like, I'm, the, I'm the audience surrogate. Yeah, it's fine. Fuck you, audience surrogate, Jake. Eh, I get it. <laughs> I rolled my eyes dramatically because this is a podcast that I have to edit and I'm drunk as heck. Yeah, yeah, you are. I can yeah, hear man. your voice. <laughs> See, I, I don't think there's actually been any lag problems. I think you're just drunk, and then you're slowing down. You're taking a while to process. <laughs> right, right. It's like you drank a whole bottle yeah. of scissor. <laughs> you got on that night train, and you shouldn't have. Uh. Anyways, uh, that said, I think that that is that is the show, and as such, uh, we should do the thing. Uh, it. it is one of these people deciding the next thing we watch? Can it not be Jake because he leads us down can into can, it just hell. leads us into madness? Oh, like Jake, I love you, but I never want to get a recommendation from you. Do you want to watch something you're going to enjoy or something you're going to hate? No, let it, let it be me, please. Let it be me. <laughs> Our listeners have no. already given us something that we are going to watch. Oh, ooh. Ooh, okay, okay, so so I'm just gonna do the thing, and uh, I'm sorry, guests, you don't get to play like you normally do. I'll save it. So we already have a recommendation. That's okay, I'm curious what you're gonna be watching. Next time on WTF Anime. So, this is gonna be coming out in October because of delays that we've had with recording, but... Our next episode is going to be part of our Halloween sequence, which is 
shows that have been recommended spooky. hit me with all the spooky stuff. Everything that uh, we're going to watch during Halloween is the spookiest thing I could possibly think of, which is stuff recommended by our audience, because that's everything that Travis hates. It's terrifying. So next episode, we're going to be watching Soul Eater Episode 1, a show which I fucking love. Alan, have you seen Soul Eater? I have not, no. And what's funny is we didn't hear you say what it was going to be, so you were just like, I love it. And then we were just like, oh, okay, cool. So what was <laughs> it? Okay, <laughs> that was edit it. in. Soul Eater is the anime <laughs> we'll be watching. Oh, Ooh, yes, I have seen Soul Eater. Soul Eater has one of my favorite opening themes. Uh, Resonance is so good. TM Revolution is just a good band. It's so That, that one is so good. But when you hear Residents, you'll understand why I love it. I mean, we've already recorded it, and Travis didn't like it. You didn't like Residents? No, I didn't. You can't. You, you can't give away the fucking cow for free here, Joe. You gotta. <laughs> well, magic of editing, Jake. You should know this. Okay. Editor extraordinaire. I don't throw anybody else's. So I just assumed that everyone leaves everything in, and I'm the only fucking idiot that's editing anything. So. Only you'd ever listen to an episode of our podcast. I have. <laughs> I'm actually going to send you a live version of it because watching this dude perform it live is like the greatest thing ever. So good. Yeah. Okay, so if you would like to follow the show and see when we're posting new episodes, you can hit us up. At the Twitters, at WTF Anime Show, use that to hit us up with private messages, slide into my DMs and say that you'd like to be a part of this show. If you don't want to use Twitter, we are at the emails WTFAnimeShow at gmail.com. And if you'd like to follow me personally, I'm at the Joe Hadfield and I will tweet about all of the stuff that you don't care about, like wrestling and anime. Travis, where can they find you? I care about half of those things. I care about the other half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Um, now, if you're going to hit up WTF Anime and you want to talk to me as well, you're going to find me on the Twitter at DiceLobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And uh, again, be sure to include me in that tag. Otherwise, I am not part of that conversation. Uh, that is literally just Joe. And now that we've hit that, uh, if you could go ahead and give us a review on whatever podcast thing that you uh, you find us at, that would be much appreciated. Uh, it helps spread the gospel that is WTF Anime. And uh, that said, Alan or Jake, who wants to go first? Alan, you got less stuff. You can go first. Um, okay. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Alan underscore cells. Um, you can find me at a bevy of podcasts. A lot of them I do with Jake. Um, I am the game master for Pokemon World Tour United, where Jake is one of the players. Um, we the best player. Well, he's not going to listen. Josh ain't going to listen. I'm the best. I'm number one. Wait, but I'm a listener, and I can say that I much prefer Cobalt to Rose. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Sometimes people are just fucking wrong about things. <laughs> so, if you want to hear a, an actual play Pokemon RPG about Pokemon in cute clothes, check us out. Um, I'm also a cast member on Cool Kids Table, where I'm a frequent GM. We play a whole bunch of different RPGs. Um, I'm on Hard Reboot and Forging Worlds, where we, uh, Forging Worlds is where we kind of build a world from the ground up. And now, Mr. Mason. Well, I'm on, 
I'm on three quarters of those. I'm not on Forging Worlds, but I am on Hard Reboot, which Alan did not say what it is. We pick a public domain property and reboot it every month. Also, we are doing for Cool Kids Table. We're doing one right now called Sequinox. That should be that's up by the time this comes out because it went up uh, uh, about an hour ago. Uh, it's a magical girl uh, story using the garbage, garbage Sailor Moon anime or Sailor Moon RPG system, and it's super fun. Uh, so check that out. I'm also I do Pokemon World Tour proper, where uh, we go through the world of Pokemon city by city. I do I edit for Sailor Business. I do Morphin Grid, which is episode by episode recap of Power Rangers and Lost Galaxy is just the fucking pits right now. It is kind of garbage. Uh, I've been told it gets better, but I really hoping that's not a lie. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget your newest child, Kingdom Smarts. Uh, then I got Kingdom Smarts with Shannon Maynard, where she has half an hour each episode to explain as much about Kingdom Hearts to me as she can, uh, because it is a complicated mess, and um, and I'm an idiot. So yeah, uh, it's super fun. I really like that show. Uh, and Sora is maybe the best boy. Um, He's such a good, I, good boy. He's a good boy. So, I just love that boy so much. Um, also, also, I just started a new podcast. It's not out yet, but it will be coming out. Me and Matt J from the Super Sentai Brothers are doing a Bond review podcast where we watch all the Bond movies and talk that's about them. Awesome. So, so that's coming out soon. I don't, I'm not sure when. Within a couple weeks. I I don't think I said I'm on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason if I didn't say that. Uh, okay, yeah, follow Jake. He's he's good people's. And if you would like to live tweet this drunk mess of a show. What to be fair, one of us is very drunk. How dare you? How dare you? Yes, one of us is very drunk. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blow up your spot, but I do not think I have seen the whites of your eyes this entire <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Look, I had to play D and D before this, which I had to drink from. Yeah, you had that D and D drunk. I get it. If you would like to live tweet the show, we will, of course, respond to the hashtag WCF Anime Show. If you want to talk about the show and not tag it specifically, we will always respond like that shit. James Fletcher is the guy that tweets about all the shit of me being the worst human being for not liking Marco, but she's the worst, so fuck her. Marco? From <laughs> Sailor Moon? Uh, it's a, it's a, a, a killer kill. Not Makoto. Oh, I don't know who that not is. Not Makoto Kino. I don't know. Uh, fuck a kill a kill. I don't care. I don't, I've never seen it. I'll, I'll come down on your side, Joe. I'll, I'll back you up on this one. It's a weird fashion magical girl am- anime? Oh, is that the one where, like, her, her like, sailor outfit is also a demon with a face? Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. I'm not into that. <laughs> so that was all of our John Good business for WTF Anime. Thank you so much for having us. I, I had a great time. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, absolutely. Anytime. Uh, well... Next time, I'm gonna get to pick something again. So now I have even more time to to like fucking research shit. <laughs> you you are banned. You are banned by the Geneva Convention from picking things. So the next time that Jake Mason will be on the podcast is to watch a wrestling anime called "I Want to Be the Strongest." Oh, hot dog! Yeah. Oh, f- fuck yeah! I have never heard of this, and I can't wait. Progress for life. So. All that said, I think it's time that we close this out with a bye. 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 Fuck, that was a mess.
he's still there on my thing. Yeah, but he's frozen, so I'm thinking that means he probably... There he goes. Okay. But no, I really like this oh, song. There he goes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, Future Joe? How's it going? <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, hey, Future Joe. We love you, and we appreciate all the hard work you do. Yeah, fucking buddy, you, you, you do the damn thing, and I appreciate it so much. And yeah. Uh, here he comes, I think. I see his <laughs> avatar. Yes. Is this anybody else? Some... There he is. Anime-ass avatar. My Jojo avatar. Yes. yes. We were leaving you... It is. We were leaving you future you notes. Oh, I was just gonna, like, swear at Travis for, like, not getting how Fuafua time is the best. Look, I'm fine with editing a four-person audio, especially when I'm the one that's drunk and interrupting everything, but <laughs> Travis can't sort his fucking shit technology. out. I'm gonna be mad. <laughs>